Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads, the Winchester's edition. And we came, so that's it. Uh, that's the whole show right there. <laughs> if Mary keeps wearing those oof, those clothes. Damn, dude. What's that? The clothes, the college girl clothes she wore this episode? It might just happen. It worked for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a sicko. Sure. So... Unlike this room here, this episode is called Teach Your Children Well, which never oh. happened to anybody here. No. Uh, There's a bunch of deviants and weirdos. Means. I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me, as always, is Ryan Denton. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Michael Flores. Hello. So we are now two episodes in to the Supernatural spinoff, The Winchesters. And it has been a little bit interesting. We know a lot of things going into it that we've had to mentally prepare for, such as changes to lore, changes to canon, that we're trying to do our best. We're trying to be good fans and listen to the showrunners and accept and give them an opportunity to change things. They said, we know this is happening. Give it time. We're going to explain it all. I do have to say, as as a lore whore, as we've called coined on this show, uh, that is hard for me. It is, What's it is hard? increasingly even all though of it. you know that even there's a reason I for it. I know there's a reason for it. It doesn't bother I'm watching me. it and I'm like, it's that's incorrect. That's yeah, that's not right. That's not how that works. Like and it bothers me. Sometimes two plus two equals five, Thomas. Mm. Sometimes. Wow. No. That's one way of looking at it, I guess. <laughs> All right, so this episode here, some major talking points for us. We're going to talk about directing the performances that we've gotten from the actors in this. John Showalter brought his experience to this episode, and I think it did help some performances. I think some things were odd choices, and I and I want to have a discussion with you guys about that. Obviously, that's why we're here, and see where the room feels on a couple of things. Uh, we also talk about how this episode is more in line with a traditional Monster of the Week hunt that Supernatural coined and did so well with its procedural genre installments back in a time in which there were 24 episodes a season and you had to keep our interest week to week. This is their first attempt at that. The first one being a pilot doesn't fit that. It never really I shouldn't say it never really can, but the, it it didn't. It's quite more difficult to. Yeah, there's a lot more to do in a pilot that's more important. So it's not held to the same standard in that respect. Uh, we also have Robbie Thompson back at the script this time to explore John's insecurities a bit, Mary's headstrong behavior, kind of where she is at this point before she becomes the character that we'll know and grow to love over the years. Or hate, you know, a bit of a mixed bag, depending on where you fall. We also have a new writer at the helm this round. David H. Goodman is with Robbie Thompson. So we'll talk about how that went and how we felt about it. Uh, And we'll talk about the size of the cast. 
there are six members of the cast to progress the plot of a 42, I think it was technically, I think it's under 42 minutes long episode. And that's when you take into account commercials. Cause I, I watched yeah. it online Yeah, and it was, I think 42 minutes. Uh, is there too many people in the show is the question of the day when it comes to that. And we'll talk about a little bit of new lore with Latunda, which I, I can't kind of say without laughing because it feels like a Pokemon <laughs> to me. Yeah. I wouldn't say Pokemon. Sounds like someone's... Never mind. It feels like an offshoot of Snorlax. Latunda, like round tund just sitting there uh, on the side of the road. Like, I don't know. That's Sounds the, like my Nana. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing, Latunda? You like sweeping it, that dirt again <laughs> in the house? Come on. It's just how it, my brain works, I guess. But we'll get into all of that. But... First, because this is still new, as a reminder about our new format. So, as we said last time, a lot has changed since Supernatural has ended, both with the show, with our network, with the world as a whole, a lot of different things. And as a result, we have had to make some tough decisions and we've cut some content across the board. And that has had some ramifications on how we're doing things here. Now, before you freak out and worry too much for old school listeners, this is still going to be where we do our main discussions. We're going to talk about the overall episode. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that we still love, writing, directing, myth arc, story and character development, all of those things, and some minor theories, and we will still give our final thoughts by the end of the episode. However, as we continue on, there will be an additional bit of uh, probably about an hour or more, depending on how it goes, of content where we'll get into more wilder theories, things that didn't quite fit, perhaps some gripes or things that didn't quite fit the discussion and how that was flowing that'll bleed over into a Patreon hour. And if you are interested in that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Digital and get access to all of that for less than a cup of coffee a month. So that when you look at it like that, that's, I think, a pretty fair deal. But so this first hour will be the full episode breakdown. The second hour will be additional content that we get into and where we want to take things. And and that's where the crotch cams are, for those of you who are interested in that. Now, I'm, speaking... I'm, I'm going to switch over to that right now. Speaking of crotch cams... <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. That's my face. I, that's your crotch. I don't know if you guys know anything about IMDb, but apparently there is a parental guide when you go to click a show on IMDb and I am okay. going to have to send out a cease and desist because someone stole my slash fiction writing. Wait, what? And they, and they used it as a warning for the yes. for an episode on yes. IMDb. for this, for this, Wait, what? for the Winchester. Uh, well, okay. So Thomas on IMDb, yes. you know how they have rating suggestions for uh, parents? Yeah. So for example, if you want your kid to possibly see Deadpool, but you're not sure what type of things are in that film to make it rated R, it will tell you and give you a detailed breakdown of what's in it. Gore, violence, sexuality, language. Well, someone trolled the Winchesters on IMDb, apparently. And stole okay. some of my my fan fiction. So this was yeah, tweeted. There's definitely some copyright infringement. Yeah, okay. so, so, so KF Blue Omen on uh, Twitter made this very aware to me. And I'm going to read this in my voice. Um, in my voice. <laughs> so, As opposed to what? <laughs> A long lesbian scene takes place in a bedroom as Mary and Latika tongue kiss and make out in their bras and undies. 
Mary then takes her bra and undies off as Latika also <laughs> takes her bra and undies off and oh rubs God, her breasts <laughs> rubs her breasts against Mary's breasts as they moan loudly at each other, then start to scissor against each other. A scene takes what place between Mary and Latika as they have a long shower together and wash each other's bodies. Their breasts are shown rubbing together as they tongue kiss and start to moan loudly while they begin to finger each other. This is written. This is on IMDb? Yes, yeah, someone wrote that. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, First of it, all, you do need to sue because that sounds exactly how you've written I feel stuff. Like, okay, so I, I feel like the part where it's like bra and undies off, sure. <laughs> well, the repeating of bra like, and undies and then bra and undies again. at the same time, you know? No, like, you have to know that they did her bra and undies and then the other one's bra and undies. Oh, uh, okay. Obviously, you don't know the finer details of seduction. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not, you know. Oh, the finer details. Jesus. You know, wow. I, I, this this doesn't surprise me because like review bombing and shit. I is always just a thought thing. Ryan was the greatest troller of all time, but I think whoever wrote that It's pretty amazing. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> I love how it says based on eleven user votes. <laughs> Seven <laughs> have found out of eleven. Uh, they're doing it just to have a good laugh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We should all give it a I feel like a thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. I'll, I'll thumbs up it. I think it's, uh, what is your vote for sex and nudity? Listen, that, if that really happened in the episode, that would have been oh, 100%. 10, 10, 10. I, dude, I, uh, fuck. I, I mean, shit, dude, I'd have been jerking off during the whole episode. Dude. You wouldn't have even I'm finished I'm a little the offended that they didn't put Millie Winchester in there, too. I mean, listen, she's, she's an older three, lady, but I'm an older gentleman That's nowadays. a three-way scissor, dude. At, I mean, least, at least put her on cleanup duty, at least. Ugh. Include her, please. <laughs> cleanup duty. What exactly Holy are they cleaning shit. up, no, Michael? No, 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 please tell me. No. I don't know. So I've never skip had past sex. that. I'm so, a virgin. Email ejaculate. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, Holy shit. All right, all right Ryan, sorry. can you give us the synopsis for this Someone episode? I want to write a warning for our show. Oh, there's, God, I think there, there is. is. Before you start listening to the show, there's a warning. Actually, you know what? So I think some of our reviews have been, these guys are disgusting. Is that yeah, perverse? Is yeah. that is well? That, yeah, we. I think we stand by that called, statement at this point. This is called humor. I mean, we, people watch radar films constantly. Game of Thrones has some of the most taboo sexuality. Really, I mean, they listen to us. You can time. watch straight up murder on Ring of Power, <laughs> and not just the people who get murdered. I'm talking the show is horrendous. Oh, I was like, wait, where's he going? <laughs> they murder a corpse. They defile it. In that show. Oh, J.R. Tolkien. I haven't Tolkien's. watched that yes. yet. That doesn't sound very Lord of the Rings. Well, it wouldn't be. That's because it's not. Oh, anyway, okay. that's a different show. All right. All right, Ryan, synopsis. Let's let's get on track here. When a man goes missing in Topeka, I Mary thought you takes... were going to take that very differently, <laughs> knowing you. <laughs> Mary takes a break from looking for her father to investigate. I like how they, they made this synopsis literally just about Mary when there's five other characters that are being drugged along on this crusade. I'm going to use Crusade. Well, how would you re rewrite that then to include all the you characters? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Mary and the gang. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would do it. The mystery machine the mystery rolls machine up rolls into, Topeka, into Topeka, Kansas. Kansas. Ruh, ruh, raggy. That's what it should be, dude. It's, all, right. all right. And directed and written? Uh, this one was directed by John F. Showalter and written by Robbie Thompson and David H. Goodman. All right, so John F. Showalter is a Supernatural alum. He was a director for Supernatural from seasons 5 through 15, making him one of the longest recurring directors for the show over its entire run. And he also was a co-executive producer in the final season, season 15. So he's coming from a established background and knowledge of this show. He's now a producing director 
for the Winchesters. And it's, it is nice to get a little bit of the old talent back to the show on this. Um, I think in some respects it needs it. And I don't mean that in a condescending or shitty way, because if you remember any of our discussions and look back to season one of supernatural Kripke grabbed every single piece of talent from the X-Files who would say yes for like mm-hmm. a sandwich and a reach round. Yeah. <laughs> like I listen, I would work with Kripke uh, for less. People have, yeah. you know, so. a little tickle, a little slap and tickle. He's he, give me some knee pads and I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. I mean, points for accuracy, but <laughs> the, the, he got every single person that he could to bring the talent to the show because it was a new show starting out. And it, without a doubt, paid for that in spades by having 15 seasons of this show. So bringing back established talent, especially who are familiar with the source material, I think is a good idea overall. So, yeah, the, it's. It, I don't think it's saying anything negative no. at all because that just makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of why wouldn't you? There's a lot of spinoff series that will take on some of the creative talent from the predecessor, but it would make sense when it comes to an intellectual property. If you want to do it right, then you got to bring in some of the people who are familiar with with that world, rather than bringing on a bunch of newbies who you have to train and instruct and say, "Hey, go watch this show." all 15 seasons so you understand what we're doing plus watch all the inspirational pieces that Kripke used in order to craft this entire thing that's just a very long process mm-hmm. now how did you guys feel the directing worked and I want to ask that on two fronts I want to talk acting and I want to talk camera work or cinematography um Ryan go, you go ahead acting wise I, I I didn't I didn't have a problem uh, with Showalter, I, I felt like there were certain scenes that definitely had some good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think uh, um, John and Millie Winchester, the scene where he comes home, was pretty well done. Um, I, I I did have a few. Uh, the actress that plays she's great. Millie Winchester might be the best. Yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even, even in, in the way of acting, even her playing the monster was fantastic. Um, so I, I didn't the acting I felt felt like it was it was it was pretty good. I, I definitely didn't have a problem with that. I think um I would kind of defer to you guys with some of the shots. I, I although I did I had a I had an issue with the way this is gonna sound so weird, but I had an issue with the way that some of the shots were done with the monster and um, like, let's say for example, Thomas, you and I are walking in the mm-hmm. woods mm-hmm. and I see the monster with whatever my dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I run off and I just felt like there wasn't enough time for that character to run off and the other character to be like, Oh, where are you to get lost? Yeah. Right? Like I, I just, out I, of sight. it was almost, it felt like it was, there, there was just not enough time. Like if, if they were in a maze or something weird like that, I'd be like, okay, he could turn the corner and be gone. Right. Like. But they were in the open woods, and I feel like he was that other character would walk ten feet, and all of a sudden the other character would be like, "Where are they? Where right. do you go?" And it's like that was a. I think that had to do with just the editing, or maybe just the shots and the camera angles they were using. Um, so I did have a little bit of that kind of weirded me out. Didn't take me out of it, but I just kind of was like, okay. So your problem would be if you want to know the verbiage, it would be temporal and uh, spatial issues, which you have. Yes. Yeah. So like if it's the same thing, like if you watch, for example, the best one, best example I can think of is the shining when you're watching them walk around in the hallways 
and in your brain, and they do not. Kubrick does well, it on that's, purpose. Yeah, that's on purpose. Deliberate. But your brain is going. Wait a second. They just took like three lefts. Wouldn't they end up right back where they were? Like, so your your brain is telling you that. But so like this one's completely obvious in the fact that there's there's manipulating yes. temporal and spatial understanding, and then there's just flawed. Oops, we forgot flawed. Yeah. yeah. So that that was one of my things. I felt the acting was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt the acting was fine. Everyone seemed like, you know, they, they did a good job. I just, that was one of my biggest problems. That was something I was actually going to bring up. Cause like the more I watched it, I'm like, and that, that person walked away like seven feet. It, like, it threw you. I get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mike, what about you? You're more versed on the camera aspect and the acting you've directed people yourself. How did you feel with this episode? And this is a setup cause I have my own point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I agree with a lot of what Ryan said. I don't have any problems with the episode in itself. I have problems with some of the fundamentals of mm-hmm. what the show looks like it's going to be. But the actual episode, I can't point to anything and say it straight up sucks because I, except maybe for the Latunda, which I felt looked terrible. Is it Latunda or Tunda? I, I, I don't know. Tunda Tundra. is, it's Tunda, I think. <laughs> I think if you're pronouncing it with uh was that accent, just not Spanish her that, that was just her name, wasn't it? It's not an actual monster, right? No, there, uh, uh, there the is, a is a a creature in folklore. Oh, because like I just thought that was her name. I, I was believe like, South American. I was like, that's folklore. that bitch's name. Colombian, yeah. I was like, that's yeah. that bitch's mm-hmm. name, whatever. So directing I thought was a lot stronger than the previous episode. A lot stronger. John F. Showalter does have the ability to, I feel just by sheer experience, he has a way to work with people. And I feel like the episode felt smoother from a directing aspect. But with that improvement comes other issues. I felt I had more problems in this episode with the writing itself. If I really had to pinpoint something. Uh, and I felt like it's jammed with characters that just, they're, they're not needed. You had six cast members uh, in a show that's 45 minutes it's less than six minutes a person. I mean, that's a lot. That's Boba Fett. Numbers. That's a lot, and I I don't know if I want to watch it on Sambocast. I just yeah. I just don't like even when Supernatural pushed it. You know, they pushed some of those limits when they had Abaddon Four and Crowley and Rowena and and Castiel. But also, you knew that after this episode, they would probably go away. Yeah. They were one right. or two. So even though they would right. go three or four episodes with everyone in it, it really worked because it was just temporary. Or it was in order built to, up to a finale or major thing happening. Yeah, it was designed also to help progress the story, which I understand you need those those motivators, those plot motivators. But when you're two episodes into a show. And you're already doing that. You're doing that. And the reason why they're doing it is because that's what the show is going to be. It is not going to be a show about John and Mary. It's going to be an ensemble cast. Well, yeah. And and we'll get into that that. a little bit later. Yeah. I mean, I I bring it up because while I feel like some of the the acting was a little bit better or generally I felt like they did a good job, I really struggled with the camera movement in this episode. and I don't know if that's just me, you know, being an old man yelling at cloud or, you know, is it me or the, ch- the children are wrong? You know, Simpsons reference, but it was swinging pretty wildly at some points. And I just didn't feel there was a narrative or artistic reason. Like it just Witch. felt like it just felt like, you know, what is easy. Let's just do steady cam, shoulder rigs, hand cam. Because that's cheap and effective, and it's what people do these days. It's very much a modern trope. 
popularized by the office, but that even itself used zoom and pan for comedic timing purposes. And I, I just could not get behind it in this episode. I felt like it was swinging around and, and I'm like, what is this telling me? Or is this just shot reverse shot with no thought? Is, is it just that? And that's, I'm trying to OG ask, like, supernatural. You know, you had surge, which was an amazing cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Even when the style changed every, what, four to five years, it seems like the style changed. Yeah. They were still the quality that comes with experience. I mean, right. Serge is just an amazing cinematographer. They were blowing him two years ago in the, the end all cinematography magazine talking about his show that he was on for 15 years. They shared some of the greatest stills from the show. I mean, he is a big deal in the world of cinematography too. He is good at his job. And when you remove that element from a show, it's going to take it's, some time to either bit. adapt or get used to a very different style. And the problems you have, I don't feel like it's necessarily the movement. It's the lack of, of depth staging. A surge used the foreground, the middle ground, and the background almost all the time in every shot. There was always mm-hmm. something in the shot. And what that does many times is it actually allows you not to always feel like you have to move the camera. The reason why people at times, unless it's specifically utilized for stylistic purposes, many times inexperienced cinematographers will start use moving the camera around a lot because they want to add uh, a little bit of motion energy and energy to the shot. But if you create depth staging, you don't necessarily feel like you need to move the camera around because all of it's there it's, in the framing and there. all you have That's to do is do a few of tracks, a composition. If you a composition, a few tilts. Yeah. yeah. So I get what you're saying. I mean, I'm not trying to I'm 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 really not trying to say you're not as good as Surge because no, but like, he's not. Christ, no one's gonna be but because that's not, the thing, there's like, nothing wrong saying one of, not as good as one of the ones that not. I still one of the episodes that I I have no I had to reference when looking at this one was season two episode four kids shouldn't play with dead things with the zombie episode one obviously zombie two I still remember how well paced and mo- the movement of the camera as Dean's investigating the dead patch in the cemetery and following the clues visually we're not getting dialogue we're just watching what's happening blocking and pacing and timing. And like you said, there's, there's depth of the entire composition makes sense. And then I watch this and we're just swinging it around. Yeah. So it's just not a lot. It's of just, it's just a lot the of camera work. A lot of times, the, yeah. the, even in the later seasons of supernatural, oh, yeah, I was the, guilty the of it. Camera too. blocking and movement was motivated. Yeah. But, yeah. I get what you're saying. It didn't, so, it didn't disturb me quite yet. Although I will say that, of late, you have been able to pick up on things sooner than I do, and maybe that's because you were burnt out on a lot of television, whereas <laughs> I love television and I love movies, so I give things a chance before I You're start getting aggravated. You're also a lot softer that, on Supernatural. I'm that hard-ass yeah. teacher in school that people either hated or loved. I would have <laughs> like, hated you. Yeah, you would have, absolutely. I would write I love you on my eyelids <laughs> and blink at you. Like, okay, Indiana yeah. Jones. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. You and the obscure fucking references tonight. It's not, Indiana Jones is not obscure, although, it, it, you know, that, the eyelid one maybe. portion of, yeah. yes, it is. I mean, I got it. If he said, oh, if someone was chasing me with a boulder, I'd be like, okay, that's a little... <laughs> that's not that even, was in the previous episode of this show. Funny, though. It was. <laughs> Sometimes right. the funniness comes from the obscurity. <laughs> That's that's the humor. It's not aspect. funny. You get it? No one gets goes, it. I don't know what the it's fuck funny that to is. Me. <laughs> yeah. 
That's all, all matters. Right. It's all about you. So let's get into one of the main <laughs> one of the main discussions that we're gonna have tonight, I think. And that was something that you brought up earlier, Mike, which is the differences in how they're approaching creating this show. This episode falls in closer with being a traditional supernatural monster of the week procedural format. Now, now but, let me let me ask you this because I, I do want to know, and mm-hmm. I, I want to ask both of you guys. Do you think that it is too early for a monster of the week episode in a 13 episode season to go zero to a hundred onto a monster of a week episode, your second episode after the pilot? So I would say, had this been a regular number of episodes, supernatural style, you'd have been okay. I would have been okay with it because supernatural did that constantly. Yes. Like very the very true. first season episode two is the Wendigo, which is fun, but it's not a, uh, yeah. it's they're hunting for their dad, but there's no major myth arc to that. Right. Right. And so had that been the case, I probably would have been okay with it. But with the short episode order, I feel like you, they, they fall into one of two camps. They feel like stranger things season four, thought out going somewhere builds on top of each other. Right. Or it feels like daredevil season two beginning is good. What are we doing here in the middle? Ending is good. good. You know, so I'm a little bit more of a stickler when it comes to the 13 episodes. It it's too early to judge because I don't know what the show's intending to be just yet. I see. And that's kind of how that's, I think we're all on the same page here on that because this will be a question we can answer two, three, two three weeks yeah. from now. I, I'm, I'm on the same page and I, the, the more I thought about it, and even Mike and I, you and I talked about this before Thomas got here, the more I thought about it, the more I felt like me judging them for doing a monster of the week for the second episode is a little harsh because we still kind of don't know what this story is about. And I think that I would be on the same boat as you, Thomas, if that they were like, okay, 13 episodes and this show is this with the pilot, like, boom, this is what it is. And it'd be like, oh, fuck. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got 13 episodes to get the ball rolling. Well, and that's the weird thing is because I feel like the first episode was more of that. The first episode has was the opportunity to show Supernatural can be something different today. Right. And it had that genre of action adventure the team goes it literally goes into the catacombs there's a fucking indiana jones reference in the very beginning it's the group fighting things together and they kind of split up responsibilities but then in this one it feels like this episode just felt like another episode of supernatural that we've seen before right that has been done better by the very nature of only having two characters and maybe a bobby as a reference point a a, hey i found this flower what does this mean and that's where my problems are like as i said Mm -hmm. at the top of the show i have more and again i i don't want to say i have a problem because it is very new but as you just said the prequel series here this spinoff had the opportunity to be something different than supernatural and you kind of have to be and yet we are given an episode that all they did was replace Sam and Dean for Mary and John and three other randos. And it's almost exactly like an episode of supernatural. And I question then why are you doing this series in the exact same way that you already did a show that ran 15 years. That was far better with a cast that was beloved. That's, that's my question I want to pose because though this might feel like the natural direction to take a prequel series, 
this could inadvertently work against the series in terms of originality and audience acceptance. And I have a few questions I want to pose, some caveats that go with this. One, this episode didn't have enough original inclusions to make it feel unique, nor give it the ability to stand on its own, which could undermine the show's attempt to tell a new story from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. which could then lead us to ask the question, why is this show being made if it's just continuing the exact beats of the previous 15-year run of Supernatural? It could become monotonous and redundant. Why would you throw away a perfectly good cake just to make a cupcake? I don't know. Cupcakes are portable. Like, it's a smaller, not quite as good version of what you just threw in the trash. Yeah. Unless we have shitty cupcakes. Now, this does lead to the second potential outcome. I mean, cake's better, but I am fat, so that's that. <laughs> This does lead to the second potential outcome that can be a negative. As I had said a few seconds ago, displacing Sam and Dean or paralleling Sam and Dean. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Are they displacing Sam and Dean or are they paralleling Sam and Dean? See, I feel like they honestly, I right now don't, it's don't know. I think they don't know. I think it's displacing. I think because you- to parallel Sam and Dean, it feels spot on if that's what they're doing. But in this episode, It just feels like they're simply displacing. This is how I would say it, or I would describe it. They have the desire to displace Sam and Dean to build a new audience for a new show. But the only reference point they have is to parallel Sam and Dean. Hmm. You're, you're copying the work, but make it a little bit different. So it doesn't look like you cheated. So in order to make something different, their only idea or source of how to do this show though is exactly copying what came before. And that's whether that's a lack of confidence or not cognizant of what you're doing. I don't know. They have to be fair to them. Mm -hmm. They have been pushed into a corner. They have tried to do different things. Yes. They did bloodlines. And and they did wayward sisters. And that didn't work. And And those two spinoffs didn't work. But I would argue that it had nothing to do with the concepts. No. They were just written poorly. Correct. If they, well, well the, uh, even the Wayward Sisters wasn't written poorly, yeah. but the concept it was, was built poorly. around a character that's very divisive yes. within the supernatural fandom. And 50 to 60% of the fan much, base much just like, didn't want to have anything to do with that much character. Much like New Orleans, the planning of this city was poor. <laughs> right. And the levees this, broke. The city's fine. People loved it. But you're... you're like how you planned this was poor. So I, I don't know. It, and this again, is a little too, it's, it's torn dude. There, it's a little too early to tell, but there's only 13 episodes. Let me present a couple ideas as mm. well. Okay. So just to give a better example of what we're talking about. And I'm going to use Star Trek because it's the best example for spinoffs, in okay. my opinion. It's a 50 the, plus year. How many successful year, spinoffs all of them, are there? All of them are success, Compare successful that except to one. Literally any, into literally anything else yeah. that's had a spinoff. The original series, number one. Right. Star Trek, back in the 1960s. Star Trek, the original series, is. I'm going to go through what each of them were about. Okay. okay. So Star Trek, the original series, was roughly about the fringes of the frontier the exploration of humanity through the lens of individualism, moral progress, and optimism with a campy flair. Yeah. Next Generation in 1986 premiered, governed by the same ideals, a lot of the same thematics, but a very different show. The continuation, it was about the continuation, but also the contradictions of such ideologies that may pop up 
when you are a part of an advanced and ever-growing utopian society, when confronted with other species, and then you're presented with the obligations to them. That's what TNG was about in a lot of ways. In a nutshell, Deep Space Nine, <laughs> an I'm allegory following. for an endless Cold War, and yeah. utopian I- ideologies now conflict with cultures that live on the fringe of civilization and fears increase alienation and xenophobic attitudes. So those are three spinoffs, all that adhere Mm -hmm. to the overall embodiment of what Gene Roddenberry wanted for Star Trek, but they're all very different telling their same stories, but they always are governed under what Star Trek is. That's a proper way to do spinoffs. Now imagine TNG coming out in 1986 and they're just the exact same thing as the original series with a different cast. It would never have, it wouldn't have worked. It It would have been canceled. No one wants to see the exact same show with a different cast. So that's the potential problems we might be facing. And that has to do with the fundamentals of the concept of this show. Because when I was told we're getting a spinoff, I assumed that, um, that we're getting a true spinoff. This Right now, again, two episodes in, that's it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be fair and balanced. Okay, Obi-Wan. But it does concern me if we're just doing the exact same show, because as you had said, Thomas, we have seen this episode that we just watched. We've seen this episode probably five or six times already. Yeah, well, more than that, yeah. But much better versions in the original series. Mm-hmm. So the question now becomes, why are we doing this? Why are we... Walking in the exact same steps. Without Sam and Dean. Without Sam and Dean. But, that seems and again, weird. And I, I think it is, they don't know how to do this show without that formula. And also, let's say they wanted to stay in the same exact genre and feel exact identical. Okay. Okay. Well, then do away with the Monster of the Week. You're dealing with a 13-episode season. Also... A lot of things have changed from 18 years ago when the show started. The world has changed. Why even cramp your style with filler episodes or Monster of the Weeks? Now, if you were looking at a 24, 25 episode order for your season, then I would understand. Let's throw some in there. But you're dealing with 13 episodes. This could have just been a a completely serialized show. I think it should have been. Not a Monster of the Week, you know, slash serial hybrid, which is what Supernatural itself was. I think so. And you guys, well, Ryan does, but video games is one point that I look at for successful sequels. Movies are hit and miss. Some movie sequels, you get Empire Strikes Back. Some movie sequels, you get The Last Jedi. Even in the same (laughs) fandom. But video games have been the one place that sequels usually thrive. And the best way to do that is often taking the original concept and using that as a jumping off point and throwing yourself into wildly new territories Mm -hmm. that have the same fundamental core, but a completely different and enhanced experience. And I think this is where, honestly, Supernatural has been too timid in what it wants to do with its spinoffs. Bloodlines was the complete wrong end of the wrong stick in a wrong country, hitting a barn, two different it, it doors. It could have worked though. The concept but it could have worked. worked had they really focused on doing something that was true to the soul yeah. of supernatural. Nothing about bloodlines felt like supernatural. Right. Except Sam and Dean. 
the, right. co- the concept of of monsters mm-hmm. and a the, the, you know this criminal organization basically that is monsters basically essentially displacing or substituting the mafia for monsters that concept could work it could work it could work it's just when it came I've down seen to world it's the writing yeah, that's, yeah. and same thing with wayward sisters Correct. wayward sisters would have worked as well winchesters i think would have benefited greatly from a serialized this is 13 episodes we're not we're cutting out monster of the week we are sticking to the world of supernatural and we're, sticking and we're to giving it. you yep. pure unadulterated hard-hitting narrative of these characters on the story that you don't know that you've always wanted to hear that has cliffhanger moments like yellow eyes that will eventually be a part of the story because we know he has to be that is building on the mystery of the demons and what they want to do with this family not some random fucking guy in a hippie commune jerking off i'm sorry but yeah i just i think when you have 13 episodes you have to make them matter and count Whereas look, I, I, you, do, you don't, I, I don't have don't the even, time. Look, I don't even mind a monster of the week yeah. as long as the the ending of the episode pertains to the overarching story. Look at um, you've watched Sandman on Netflix. Yes, yeah. that is a serialized yeah. show, yeah. and yet they found room Ways for to, we'll call it a monster of the week. They yeah, had it, their little one off. That, that was a good was a example. Yeah. yeah, they had eleven episodes. That was a fantastic but, but show. Eighty five percent of it was serialized. But the end of the episode had to do with the overarching story. Even if they did do something that was completely different from the last episode. Or it affects our characters yes, substantially. And I think, like, like even this episode, like I, I don't really have a problem with the episode at all. No, to be honest. this it's isn't just, criticism. This it's is just simply questions this, and analysis. It, I'm, here's what I'm going I'm to say this right now. I want to watch the next two episodes. Okay, so we have four episodes total that we've seen. And I would say... And I'm just going to go out on a limb here without even seeing these episodes and say that this episode here could have been pushed to the third or fourth episode and nobody would have thought any different of it because it is a monster of the week. And I think we would be okay. We probably wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to use the, the word nitpick, but we would, would judge this episode differently. If something's written well, it's always just, it it's going to yeah. be written well, yeah. period. It doesn't yeah. matter what style it is. But, but to Thomas's point, I just feel like we have moved beyond beyond episodic television pop yes. culture I mean, has we, moved we, beyond that we are now in the days of paid channels and streaming services where 90 percent of these shows now are being pulled through a serialized format if i feel like with a show this could have been that moment to finally give us something that feels a little tighter and and give us monster monster of the week episodes you can easily throw in a vampire or something really cool and unique in a serialized format that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the if major you, story, but but it helps with the plot. If in some you aspect. took the best episodes of any season of Supernatural and put them together and cut out all the random monster of the week that doesn't really mean much, you'd have 13 episodes and this would be what you needed. Yeah. If you take season one and you have dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't been back for a while, introduce the demons and the flight one, vampires. Sam's got powers. You you hit these key episodes, these tent poles that are across 24 episodes that keep it up. You have 13, 10 to 13 good yeah, ones. Yeah. That's what this needs to be. As we as a pop culture society have moved beyond sitting in front of the TV and entertain me for a half hour, we're, our television has reflected more of a narrative structure. We're zero to we 100. Are, we are watching the season in its entirety as one would read a book or intake a film. We, you need to have that mindset if you're only doing so many episodes in this format. We are much more zero to 100, and I think that is just how 
we we've, take in media we are now. now. We are like, I mean, look at. I'll be honest, like, dude, one of the best shows on TV right now is House of the Dragon. It's eight yeah. episodes in, and it's got one more episode. And dude, like, I've never once felt like eh, that wasn't really a, that was a worthless episode. Like right. in eight episodes, like so. We are a, as a society, and especially too since Supernatural, and even you know the first five seasons of Supernatural, we have evolved as how we take in media, and we are more like like I said, zero to one hundred or more instant gratification. And if you're going to give us a shortened season of thirteen episodes, this is probably not an episode I would put for number two. I just wouldn't. This it, you, I'm telling you, I want us to watch the first four episodes. And then see if we could have moved this episode to, to episode I, four. I get your point. You're saying that a Monster Week episode was just presented too early. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think if it was presented in the fourth episode, and of course I haven't seen the third or fourth yet, I think this wouldn't be as I want to use the word bad because it's not bad. Well, so but, here's but also, but also, okay, just, just for an example, like I understand your point, but also look at the kids are all right in this season three, episode two. You're dealing with a shortened season. Mm-hmm. The kids are all right episodes. for the most part was a monster of the week episode and it came second in the season and no one batted an eye because it was written exceptionally well. Well, it also it comes down to writing. They, moments. They, they can do anything. The first episode of the year could have been a monster of the week. And if it was written amazing, you would have been like, whoa, that just blew my fucking mind. Yeah. It just comes down to writing. So I don't even want to give them that as a well, means to justify. It's Using- not about expectations. It's about just writing a tight season using that episode as an example is, is perfect because while that is a monster of the week, it's also a hugely impactful episode for Dean and his character, which brings us to really what should be the question of this episode that would ultimately justify it. If we were in the writer's room, this would be the question on the fucking whiteboard that we would be that. sticking to saying, what did this episode do for our characters? You can have a monster of the week. If it moves things forward, the vampire episode because i can't remember the name off the top of my head does an amazing amount of work for john and sam's relationship dean and john's relationship all of that in season one the kids are all right aren't uh does great for dean's character and where he's at at this time especially because he's on a death sentence you know so what does this episode do for our characters the main surface level stuff is that it Robbie Thompson's script is used to explore John's insecurities about hunting and Mary's headstrong my way or the highway mindset and how through working with the team, which I I guess presumably she hasn't really had to do before. Yeah. How that'll turn her into a better leader. Now I have a little bit of an issue with some of those concepts on the surface because I I find it very hard to swallow the idea that (laughs) (laughs) the idea that John has a lot of insecurities about being a hunter when he's done it for 12 hours. He was a part of the greatest hunt of all time called Vietnam. And well, and this is the thing is like you were a a Marine. Charlie don't serve. There's no acknowledgement of our character's history on how it affects their personality. There's a reflection of, I used to be a, a Marine. I was a scout. I should be able to find people. That's surface level. But there's no deeper knowledge of how would Look, that affect my character and their choices about how they do things. I don't know. It just know, feels like they're like, yeah, he's a Marine. I don't know Not too how many, does that affect things. I don't know too many Marines that are 
as what's the word I want to use? Insecure. Soft as John. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I just, it does seem that that did it. it last episode, it didn't really bother me because he was having PTSD or f- at least flashbacks. I was hoping. Yeah. It was PTSD because it would have mattered, Made but it turns out that scene only mattered because he was going to dig steel out of his forearm. I, I, I just, I know yeah. a lot of guys who are in the Marines and, and like, and even like, you know, these guys were in Fallujah. This is a completely different time period. Like seventies Marines were the, like, you saw some shit. It was, yes. You saw some shit in Nam, dude. And you were like fucked up in the head. And you were a anybody hard who's ass. watched Apocalypse and, Now. Yes, you were a fucking hard ass. So, like, for him to and come, also let's not forget the Great War of Execute Order Six Six. Now, that was also a very troubling, <laughs> troubling time. God, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> I love it. I I just feel like I I I feel like he's being portrayed as a little softer than I would have expected for a character who one just got back from war, two is a marine. And saw his friend die. Well, and again, this is where I feel like they're not thinking. And I hate to be this much of a dick. I really do. But it feels like you are writing a character on a CW show. You're not thinking I'm writing John Winchester post-Vietnam as a person. You're writing pretty boy on the CW show who doesn't know hunting. That's what I was about to say because that's there's what that's yeah. what you're writing. They're two different standard people. masculinity and then there's CW masculinity. Yeah. And John Winchester is being written in the latter. Yeah, it's, it, it's sad because if you look at John in the seasons, you know, the early seasons of Supernatural, that's 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 not John. And I'm here to watch his growth and, and, I, and, I'm and hoping change that's the as a plan. character. Yes. I have a feeling that's the plan. Yeah. And he's supposed to have an air of uh, naivety to him. And I guess he that. doesn't know hunting and things. When yes. it comes to hunting, but to that's Thomas's fine. point and to you, you know, your yeah. point, he would also be a little more hardened. Yes. From Vietnam. Yes. Yeah. And also let's take into account that. Everything we know about him is he's a he was a grease monkey who worked in a garage with yes. his mother, right? It had to be the man of the house because his dad cars. was. When did he yeah. develop the rock and roll vibe? Did it just happen suddenly out of nowhere? Yeah. Like did he just crisis? hear Creedence Clearwater and was like, "Oh, this is it well, for me." Also, his dad left when he was like seven, so he had to be the man of the house at a time in which, speaking from my grandmother's experience, I know what's going to happen. Hold I'm on, it. hold on. Speaking from my grandmother's experience. Women were not paid shit, and she worked multiple jobs to take care of her kids because my grandfather died when my mom was seven. So he had to carry some weight, which would probably be why he, one of the reasons he became a Marine, because it takes care of your family. None of this is considered. So just hear me out, guys, okay? Episode 13, okay, the last episode of the season, John's about to kill a monster, and we hear carry on wayward son, and that's when he hears it on the radio. And that's when he becomes I didn't a fan want of that rock song. and roll. I don't want that song to pop up in this. That's supernatural. That's song. supernatural song. This is a supernatural show. It, mm-hmm. It's its own thing. Imagine if D Space Nine used the exact same score as they don't TNG. use the same Star Trek. It's the same. No, it's, the it's same a different. No, nope, it's different theme songs. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're wrong on that. <laughs> okay, one, yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You know, he hears it on the radio. He's killing a vampire. And that's when he's like, you know what? This show, like this show is going to survive. It, it has deserves, to be. Let me write it. It, it me deserves write it. its own song. Yeah. 
That's that's the hallmark. Nobody who's going out there and making Don't original the content Reaper. needs to have or its Cal own Bell. identity. Yeah, there you go. Identity, exactly. That's what don't, it is. Don't, yeah. don't be so a parasite. Do, be your gonna, own thing. They're going to find a, a, a <laughs> another version of Carry On Wayward Son. It's a cover. Not, not, yeah, a cover. They're going to find a cover song. It'll be a, a cover, but it'll be but by Carry Lady On Gaga. My Wayward Daughter. Right, yeah. right, right. It's Mary. It's Mary's the yeah. main character. Well, or, so speaking of Mary. Or it might be non-binary. Gender neutral could go that way. Carry on so my what, wayward them. I mean, that might be kind that, of cool. I mean, I person, could, and it would definitely adhere to the non-audience that CW has. Are we are we all in, in agreement that Mary's the main character here? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I still think she's. I think she's perfect. No, she's. I, I think she's the best no, part. I, of the I show. know she's absolutely the best part of the show. Like, well, at least in in the in the way of character development, I feel like they're getting her right because Mary is headstrong. Yes. Right. Mary, all of it makes sense. She no. does act a lot like Samuel Campbell. Which I don't know why that's being treated as a bad thing. Samuel Campbell got shit done. His whole family had like a full-on military setup. And that's another thing that I'm starting to... You're looking at... Talking about Samuel Campbell, who had paramilitary, basically, Mm -hmm. as his backup. Yeah. The Campbell family were basically paramilitary. Yes. But now we're supposed to believe that... This isn't a slight, but Carlos was a part of this paramilitary group. No. I'm sorry, dude. Was he the court jester? Was he yes. there for entertainment? Yes. Was, he the <laughs> was he there for levity? Because Boy, he is a funny dude. No, stop with the Mexican thing. <laughs> Why? He's Mexican. And a pacifist? Samuel Campbell would throw her out on her Get ass. Get the fuck out of my... I don't... Yeah. I don't Why are they making... I guess, Mike, they're making him out to be more of a bad guy. At least well, that's... Because of what we know is going to happen in years to come, where he ends up selling out Sam and Dean. Yeah, but that's years from now. I know, but that's what they're playing with. The fact that he's a meanie bo meanie. Meanie bo meanie. When, you know what? I'd probably make the same decision as he You'd did. sell Sam and Dean out? Two kids. Two kids you don't know? I don't know for my daughter. daughter that I yeah. do know. Yeah, that's a good point. Come I, on. I would. Who wouldn't? Like, even though I'm like, oh, these are my grandkids, it was, I don't know it, them. It was but 40 I, years removed from his time of death. He dies in 73, resurrected in 2010. Man, we're gonna I don't see, know these people. We're going to have to see Tom Welling get bite the dust, huh? Damn, dude. That's going to suck. So, so I, I just want to bring it back. We got to wrap up our show and move into our final thoughts. But you, do we want to do that now? Yeah. Just move into our Let's final thoughts? Let's wrap thought? it before we tap it. That's up to you, Thomas. Are you ready? Um, I want to hit on a couple, at least one more thing before we okay. move into that. We have five minutes. Yeah. So the creature thing at the end and the wizard at the end are, are these the Akrita? is that what we're uh, taking the assumption these insectile creatures are them there's a lot of speculation on the net or is the Akrita the wizard character that's just what i'm calling so it right the now the wizard character people are saying is rowena yeah, which I, come on i, I know why but, would that uh, wait that's it, what they're saying got a lot of traction all no, over the place that's a fan desire that's what i'm saying what if it's it is just her, some fan who tweeted that out and then it picked up steam on the social media webs because that would be bad that would be bad that would be bad yeah i i love rowena as a character but she is always hidden in the shadows. She has had nothing to do with global conquest. She was selfish, and she wanted, if anything, revenge well, against the this Grand is her Coven. Working with the Akrita. Maybe she's to the one. Goal maybe she's the one that erased all the memories. You have no allegiance with something that wants everything dead, unless you are a definition nihilist. And Rowena is too greedy and self-centered in every instance we've ever seen her. 
to a, to align with those kind of values right, or this goals. Is, this is before all that, man. This could be completely different. You can't different. Men in Black an entire 15-year show and all the character development because you want to fit your narrative that you didn't put the research into now. But, what are you but talking why? about? This people is, do that every day. Oh this is a prequel. It. God damn it. Characters <laughs> change. Revisionist history. Angry. <laughs> Characters angry. change. Why, why couldn't Rowena change from 72 to 2000 whatever? Yeah. Just to back up, just backing to say, up. What no, do we the think? wizard or whatever is probably Sorry. a necromancer who's going to be the face of the Akrita because we know that Supernatural doesn't or the Winchesters. It's Chuck. They don't have the budget to create these elaborate CGI yeah. creatures. They just don't. They need some and that's surrogate. That's why they have always gone back to vessels or meat suits. I have a feeling that this will be some type of necromancer that will be used as the mouthpiece for the Akrita, but the actual mm-hmm. Akrita are probably those little creatures that were following after it. I wonder, are they taking like a Stranger Things route where those little creatures are like the Demogorgon, but the real threat? Like minions? Yes, but yeah. the real threat is is behind they the veil. Monkeys, dude. They look like monkeys to me. They look like insects to me. Yeah. I don't know. They're well, interesting. Robbie I Thompson liked- did say that his villains for this season, he wanted to do something very, very different. I liked that scene. I thought the music hit well. I thought that little like creepy element was cool to it. I don't know what the hell they gathered. Part of me got like a what monsters can I siphon? Their version of souls, maybe? Souls or DNA to create my own. They need them for something, but souls would make sense if you want to annihilate stuff. Souls are nuclear warheads. And it's on par, you know, with Supernatural. I mean, that seems to be what Supernatural revolves around, the idea of the essence of the being in question, whether it be right. the grace, the soul. So that would actually, that see, would fit. That is genre semantics. When I say like adhere to the things of supernatural, but do something different, different. These are the types of things where that works, where you're adhering to what supernatural is in a cosmological sense. Right. What are you guys going to do? If that is Rowena cry. I well, I'll be like, what's up? <laughs> All right, so let's get into final thoughts, and then we'll move the rest of it to the next discussion here. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, i i didn't I didn't dislike the episode. I I definitely felt like I felt like the pacing was a little weird. I I, at times, I definitely, like I said earlier, I had a problem with the spatial, um, you know, of just the certain shots of like in the woods, basically the editing. Yeah, it just was weird. It just it it didn't it threw me out of it. Um, and I'm sitting there like, I never want to look at, at, at like when we review a show, I never want to be like, Oh man, that, why would they do that? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't ever want to have that thought when I'm watching an episode, but I did, I, I, I did during this. Um, I, I will say in two episodes, Mary, I think is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, John is not, in my opinion, he's not John Winchester yet. I'm going to use Jake the word Winchester. yet. Um, I feel like he is a watered down kind of a soft version of John Winchester. And I feel like that's interesting to me because I feel like the roles are switched. Cause if they are doing that Sam and Dean parallel or however you want to do it, Mary is Dean and John is Sam, which does kind of make, sense, makes sense because the show is set as much, things, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I get that. And that's why I'm cutting the John yeah. being soft, a little bit of a slack because I agree if he gets harder throughout the season, I mean, he will, if Mary keeps wearing them clothes, but, um, <laughs> wow. How are they not fucking already? Dude. Are they not adults? It's the 70s. How are they not fucking dude, already? Have, it would have, have been the first night. Yeah, I would have made so many passes at her, dude. Like Carlos would have brought out some drugs and everyone would have fucked in that van. Yeah. 
Come on. Simmer down. Ada would have been smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I just Mary is all I need. She's more than enough. I'm just saying, it was the 70s, dude. Yeah, orgies. Everyone was going to be fucking in that. They were at a commune, dude. Like they were fucking. Everybody was fucking in that. So, um, as far as the the monster goes, I'm iffy on the monster, man. Like like some of the vine shots where the CGI was okay, but the rest of the monster just looks really weird to me. And weird meaning what? What's the cheap yeah it, it looked mm-hmm. cheap the 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 whole costume was cheap that the 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 character just looked cheap it just didn't look like they the robe that the latunda yes. had on looked like they just took it from a homeless person on the streets yeah, of la it just like hey can we use that real fast we're low yeah, on budget yeah. we weren't able to get wardrobe for our Here's monster a sandwich can we just take this it real was fast? we'll give you some crafty I, i'll be honest we'll give you too. a smoothie from crafty <laughs> i'm gonna be honest dude that when she like recesses into the ground didn't look all that great either to me um and, and I, again, I'll cut that a little bit of slack because you go back and, and watch, you know, some of the CGI in the first couple of seasons of supernatural. It's just the CW visual effects yeah. house back when the, when the effects were really strong, they were being done independently yeah. from a separate studio. Yeah. And then when they moved over to having everything in house and the entire network, for the most part, they're using the exact same visual effects house. There has been problems. I mean, look at, you've watched bits of Stargirl, I think. Yeah. Stargirl uses a completely different visual effects house, and you can tell. Yeah. The show looks completely different than anything else on the CW. Um, otherwise, like, I, I definitely didn't, didn't dislike the episode. I just felt like maybe um, it was, th- 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 there's just too many characters for me so far. Okay. And I think that's where I'm at. Um, I'm going to give this episode a 69. Oh. Uh yeah, because of sex. Yeah, because of yes, because of sex. Um, I would like to give the episode a little bit higher, and I might go back and re-rate this depending on again, like I talked about earlier. After those four episodes, could this been placed somewhere else mm-hmm. and maybe give me a different vibe? But for for now, sixty nine. So it's it's not terrible, but it's definitely not for I, us. I feel that like falls pilot, into like it's an episode. Yeah, the pilot I feel was better. I'm okay. not I'm not ready, Thomas. You go. Uh, yeah. Sissy. So, so for me, John Winchester over here for me, this episode, it, it brings up a lot of questions. There's still lore issues that I have as a fan of the lore, whether it be the zombies or the, what feels like a missing point on Latunda, which I'll get into that. <laughs> Cause I want to ask if anyone else noticed this. Cause I had to look it up. Cause I was like, when did that get described uh, for our second hour here? But the characters, it, it doesn't feel like they know what to do with some of them. It feels like some of them are divided into responsibilities and roles without a clear direction as to what people are doing. It feels like it's still trying to find its footing and it doesn't have the confidence in what it wants to be, but doesn't know how to be anything else other than what it's a spinoff of. And that could be very detrimental to it. The show is not bad i would not say it's bad yet but there are some things that definitely need to be worked out if it's to hope to have longevity which i hope it would have so for me i'm giving it a 65 right now it was an episode i've seen this episode better on this very show well the supernatural beforehand and i don't feel like a lot of the decisions that were made were made for character in mind or plot advancement in mind it just feels like well this is what supernatural does so we're gonna do that and i feel like that's the wrong route to take this early in such a limited episode run so 65 for me okay so 
I I do not think it's a bad episode, and I, I wanted to make that clear mm-hmm. to all of our listeners out there. This is less criticism and more the posing of questions and an analysis. We are weighing the pros and cons, and we are comparing it to Supernatural, which naturally it's going to happen, and it would feel weird if we tried to ignore what they did in Supernatural, and then in terms of quality, and then just say, eh. We're not going to we're not going to compare the two shows that are only separated by two years and they should share some types of qualities when it comes to uh, filming techniques, stylization, art direction. And that's a problem that we didn't really get into. We may do it during our our second part. But uh, the art direction, I mean, come on. Is there art direction? I know that sounds a little hyperbolic because obviously there is. But look at the hotel room, for example, where John grabbed the copper The copper uh, piping. piping. Also, keep your thought. I just want to tell you guys, I work with copper pipe in the job that I do. There's absolutely no... You work with pipe a lot. Yes, I lay a lot of pipe. Mm -hmm. There is no way... Yes. Yeah. There's no way that you You're not doing that by hand. You're not fucking ripping copper pipe. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I cut... Obviously, you haven't been in need to exchange it for some money. Uh, Dude, I, I don't give a shit what crackhead fucking is hopped up on lsd there's fucking no way you're 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 breaking that's pipe john like winchester that. though not that sissy john winchester oh, come on <laughs> maybe he um you know mary uh-huh. told him to do it yeah he was driven by uh, that he, he, was pussy vagina, driven. he was vagina driven, pussy driven. Yeah. i'm just that, telling you that there's no fucking way there. that you're fucking breaking copper pipe like that i'm sorry i don't give a shit hulk hogan wouldn't break him <laughs> like that i'm just telling you <laughs> okay brother hell yeah brother <laughs> What was I saying? You were uh, something about the copper pipe, and then you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, yeah. Art direction. Something that Supernatural is known for is the art direction. Even 15 years into the show, they never, ever skimped on art direction. Every hotel they went to, every diner they went to had so much design and life and vibrance there is a production design an idiosyncratic vibe to all of it there was little characteristics there were things that were peculiar about it things that made it pop well it made it feel like a real place paintings on the walls salt and pepper shaker at the diner people sitting around and doing things exactly and you walk into the hotel in this episode and the walls are white yep there is nothing presented in the foreground there's as we were talking bathroom. about staging. There's nothing. It's just a barren hotel. That was never the case with Supernatural. It looks like a place where people got murdered. Yeah. Well, so did some of the shows that some of the hotels that Supernatural, you know, took place in the episodes. But my point is, is that there was a, a an attention to detail. And that attention across the board in this episode just wasn't there. Cinematography wise. It's little things like it's, other. It is the little supernatural. Right. That's what see, it is. Supernatural would have that little pamphlet that's on top of the TV in that plastic tr- little holder that says these are the channels you get. You know, because that's a realistic thing you find in dingy hotels, despite their age. This feels like we found or built a four wall room, throw in a bed, and that's called it a hotel room. <laughs> and that it, it doesn't feel real. There's no curtain no, vibe. Like it, it, it feels very CW. Yes. That, that's the problem. Yes, that is the problem. That is the problem. If you look at the van itself, okay, which is probably going to be a major location right. or setting of it the show. It would make sense. Well, okay, the van seems to have some cool little flair to it, but why haven't we spent some time in there and actually blocked 
accordingly to know where for the, the cinematography space is. to fully understand the geography or the layout spatially, I should say, of that van, and then start developing the van as a character instead. Like baby, the va- the van is only used so they can say, "Hey guys, the Scooby Gang." Yes, that's it. Well, like for example. We have Mary and John sitting in the front, and then there's a partition, and then there's just the van that holds everyone and all their food and luggage and all these books that Latika has. Why is there not a little pop-out shelf? Because we know these vans have it, that people live in these kind of things that has all of her books that she's chosen. And I'm sorry if it sounds like we're nitpicking it, but I feel like that's the catch-22 of doing a show, and that's why if you are going to do a spinoff, of supernatural you need to make sure that you are bringing it because you're you're trying you will be compared you will be to one of the greatest television shows to ever grace tv so what's so your if, so, what's no your rating, do then? not rush me <laughs> just give us your damn score it's 68 percent. 68 all right didn't want to do 69 nah yeah you, you definitely wouldn't be in there right. so it's it's a little bit of a, st- a shaky second step with this episode. Um, normally, I would say nothing to worry about. 13 episodes, though. Third attempt at a spinoff. All eyes are on you. Especially when you came off a pilot that had so much potential. You you literally wrote yourself this amazing aspect and potential that you can take the show down a completely different route in the way of genre and vibe. And now they're just falling into the safety zone of the exact same show, mm-hmm. but without the what make that work. The what, what made that work? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's too early to judge, and we're not saying it's bad as a show. We're saying there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out and a lot of questionable decisions. So this is more of an analysis of how this is being built rather than the quality of it moving forward. We'll see as con- as more episodes come out. As Ryan said, probably three or four episodes in, that'll be a third of the run. Yeah. So that'll have to have some serious momentum moving forward. But that's going to do it here for this installment. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed. Or if you disagree, let us know through any of our social media platforms, through our Discord channel, if you're a member of that, through any of the reviews you guys want to do. We'd love to hear from you guys and have longer conversations about this because we talk too much amongst ourselves (laughs) so uh for that if you're interested in that half head on over to patreon.com slash rainman digital where we're going to get into this second hour discussion some of these other things that just didn't quite fit here or simply we didn't have time for so hopefully you guys will check that out again for less than a cup of coffee a month which again is pretty damn good i bet you have that in change somewhere Mm -hmm. so still have change i do i do yeah, I got a whole little jar. It's called Saving Michael. <laughs> it's a piggy bank. <laughs> what are you, 12? Yes. I <laughs> save up for that new skateboard. Yep. I need new bearings for my skateboard. Oh, Jesus. All right, so that's going to do it here. We're going to get into the next part of the discussion. Thank you all for listening. Check it out next week with episode three, and we'll see you then. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.